Andrei Svechnikov did it again. He's amazing, isn't he? Isn't he just amazing? Yes, outstanding. All right. Um, good podcast. We'll talk good next podcast. week about all right, uh, all right. other things. Um, this, is, this, is, uh, <laughs> this is the Canes Country Podcast. We're not done yet. We have more to say than that. Um, we always have a lot to say. Not all we of do. it's valuable. Very little of it is valuable. Yeah. But we say it nonetheless, and you listen to it. So, joke's on you. Uh, I'm Brett Finger. Again, Justin Lape is here. Hello, Justin. Hello. Hello. How was your week? Um, good. I finished up finals. Uh, nice. That nice. was wonderful. Um, How'd you do? How'd you do? I did very well. I did very well. How was your week? You're, you're uh, no longer taking classes, so you didn't no, have finals. I'm no longer taking classes. I did have a good career week because I got a nice booking for our show, so that was fun. Uh, I got Scott Boris, the big MLB you told player me. agent. Yeah. yeah, that was fun. That you was made fun. a lot of good money second. recently. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And the Yankees introduced Garrett Cole today. They did. He's shaving face. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't realize that was – I never knew that was Garrett Cole who had that sign. It's a like Yankees fan or Yankee fan today, <laughs> yesterday, oh, today, and forever. Yeah, his like uh, someone made that. He, that's not still his. There's no way he saved that. Everyone he might have said just crap. No, even hey I man, you know what? I believe. Anyways. I believe in it. So the Hurricanes, three zero and one through four games on the Western Conference road trip, six to three in Edmonton. Uh, four nothing win in Calgary, six three win in Winnipeg. The one loss, a one to nothing overtime loss in Vancouver, a game in where in which Jacob Markstrom made forty two saves, something like that. He was extremely good. Uh, there's not a whole lot that they could have done about that. He was just excellent. So, you know, I don't I don't remember what what the expectation was. Um. I think what I said was out of the possible ten points, you got to get five. They already have seven, so uh, they're 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 really surprising me on this road trip. And the offense is coming alive. Uh, Justin, thoughts on what has been a really successful road trip for the Hurricanes? I mean, that, I think that big Minnesota game before they left was a big game changer. I think they kind of found their offensive ways, and it's kind of just pretty much carried completely into this road trip i mean you know despite the one vancouver game when you know you just get a hot goaltender and that was simply it i mean they still got a point out of that game regardless of not scoring so you can't can't be mad about that but yeah um i think the edmonton game was fantastic uh but i think the big one is definitely this game against winnipeg um you know obviously we had the highlight real goal but i think the big um, kind of stand out from that is Sebastian Ajo just continues to thrive. I mean, he he kind of ran into the same situation last year where he, he started cold and then kind of went on a tear, and he's really going on a tear right now. So, yeah, he's, he's playing probably, some incredible hockey right now. Yeah, and I mean, I you could possibly see him finishing top to, uh, top ten in scoring. I, I think it's possible. He's top five so, right now. Yeah, so I I think I think he could pretty much stay there, but um, but I think the big like kind of backbreaker um and kind of like monkey off the back thing is jordan stall scoring Mm -hmm. um this was the first time in 15 games or something like that and and then he gets a second one so 
you know, I, I, the Hurricanes can be good without Jordan Stahl scoring, but they can be even better if he joins in on the fun. So, especially I while Hall is out. Exactly, exactly, and he he can score those kind of like rebound, dirty goals. Like he thrives around the net. Um, you know, he's not going to make this ridiculous, you know, one timer off a pass because it's just, I don't know. He's not going to score the goals that Sebastian Ajo or Andre Svechnikov exactly. score. Exactly. He doesn't. He doesn't have the hands they do, or whatever. But to get him going would be huge. So I, I'm kind of interested to see how he continues. You know, against Colorado and then Florida uh, at the end of this week. Um, but yeah, I I think getting him going has is is big. Is very big. It is very big. Um, a lot to a lot to like from from these last four. Uh, the goaltending's been great. They've they've gone with Mrazek and Reimer back and forth, and they've all performed very well. Uh, both goalies had a shutout through at least three periods. Mrazek didn't allow a goal till overtime, and Reimer shut out the Flames for nothing. Um, that's really impressive work by the goaltending tandem. And in their other starts, they allowed three. So I mean, that's just I mean, you with these goalies right now, I think you have to feel pretty good about. Uh, about your chances. I think they, they both of them have been giving the Hurricanes a chance to win on a consistent basis. Um, with the offense, obviously Sveshnikov scored that lacrosse goal again, which was very cool. Um, you know, he's played really well. Uh, the duo of Ajo and Teravine, I think, is the main story from this road trip, though. Um, the pass that Teravine made to Ajo in Winnipeg did you you saw it? Yes. Yes. Oh my goodness. I yeah. Mean, that's. I mean, we you know last week we talked about the Minnesota game where he made some ridiculous passes, but this one I think is has been his best yet. And Aho is definitely getting a scoring touchback, like you're talking about. Seven goals in his last five games. Seventeen goals in his last twenty-two. Yeah, insane. It's, um, it's amazing. I think the crazy thing is like. He right now he sits twentieth in scoring, right, in, in overall points. Mm-hmm. It's going to be like a forgotten season for Tabo Teravani just because of how Sebastian Ajo is playing in terms of goal scoring. You got Andre Svechnikov doing his thing, obviously getting a lot of the attention, and then you have Dougie Hamilton. At least, in my opinion, should be a Norris candidate. I know John Carlson is this up, absolutely lighting it up, but. Yeah, so Carlson. you're gonna have gonna you're gonna have like again. two, three players almost better than him, but he's put up 34 points and and 27 of those have been assists, and each assist has been like, it just he just one ups himself each time. It's yeah. insane, it's insane. I've I've I, I I he's really taken it up to another level. Like you always knew he was a playmaker, but, but he's really taken it up again this year. This year. It feels like. He's really just like letting it all loose, you know. And yep, and what's absolutely. great about him is I, we've talked about this before. I really, I, I probably, you know, if I'm, we or we talked about it last week when I said that players like Tavo Teravainen are some of my favorite players in hockey. Um, and man, like he's just so smart, and he knows where everybody is. And and in addition to being a point per game player, and having the third most primary assists in the NHL this season behind only McDavid and Dreisaitl in Edmonton. Um, and on top of all of that, he leads the league in Corsi 4 percentage, 
Um, and second and third on that list, by the way, are Aho and Svechnikov. So that's a testament, again, to, to how great they've been. Um, but Teravine's such a great two-way player. Um, he's yeah. so responsible defensively. And Aho, too. I mean, they kill penalties. So um, how they, you know, the, those two are among their best players on the team. And they play in all situations, as does Dougie Hamilton, which is really impressive. And maybe Svechnikov will get there one day. Yeah. But for now, Svechnikov is 19, and he's. Uh, I, I think you. I think you like the trajectory that he's on. Uh, I think that's fair assumption. Yes, I. I, I think some people can be pleased with that. You know, he's no. He's no Darlene, but you know, oh, he, no. Is, he is pretty good. That's not he's pretty good. Let's let's not just, let's <laughs> let's keep it civil. Um, <laughs> so that kind of leads us into more of the the take a step back, look at the thing in a whole. The Hurricanes are 21, 11, and two. Uh, they are third in the Metropolitan Division, two points behind the New York Islanders. The Hurricanes have won five of their last six. They have points in each of their last six. Um, and then in their last six, in those six games, they have outscored opponents 25 to 11. Um, all those opponents are Western Conference teams. So, a little fun fact, just in case, you know, it's trivia night somewhere. Ask, <laughs> uh, what conference? At the Carolina Ale House. If you go to the Ale House and there's a trivia night and they ask, uh, over the Hurricanes' last six games, uh, all of them were in which or from which conference, and you'll know the answer because you listen to this. It would be a very specific trivia question uh, that would be outdated pretty quickly. Um, yes. So, how good are the Hurricanes, really? Uh, I feel like we've kind of been confused at times, like wanting more, but man, these last this last stretch of games has been awfully impressive. Well, look, I think they hit their stride a little bit more near the end of November, even though they had some games that kind of slip up. Um, I think, like, they, you know, right before the Thanksgiving was kind of, you know, they always talk about the cutoff at Thanksgiving. Oh, if they're in a spot at American Thanksgiving, they're like, you know, more percentage often than not, they're in the like playoffs later on. five or something percent. Yeah. But I, I think I think they had some really good games at the, at the end there, and they played a good game against Tampa. And then this road trip, which you would think would be like really tough for them, I mean, these um, are tough because games. they always Not they easy. always struggle. It seems like against Western Conference teams on, on these long extended road trips. But I don't know, something they've come together, and I think that was kind of um, you know set the tone a little bit with the San Jose game and the Minnesota game right before the road trip. But um, yeah, some teams just find their stride uh, in the middle, and I think they can keep it up for sure. Uh, they've got a decent break. They've got, you know, they don't play the day after Christmas, uh, and, you know, it seems like their games are still paced out at least a day. There's no back-to-backs. So, um, you know, I think I think Colorado's going to be a tough test coming up, um, but there's I think there's some winnable games on the schedule ahead, um, and I think that really... You really got to nail it down against the uh, division opponents you're going to face near the end of the month. Um, because, as we all know, this division is not getting any easier. Uh, it looks like at least five, you know, f- there's going to be five spots. The two wildcard spots, I will say full heartedly, are going to be Metro teams, okay. I believe. I like that. I like whenever we can get a prediction down in a podcast, just yes. off the cuff. Yes. I like that. Not like we, we do those that often, but, you know, we do them a lot. We do it pretty often, but then we forget about them. Yeah. Except for the one where I said Vegas was going to surprise people. 
I will always remember that one. Uh, but yeah, uh, I think I think what's good about this last little stretch is we've seen at times through the season uh, how good this team can be, but it was it wasn't consistent, right? So you you'd see a a really strong game, a six to two type of win in the next game. They come out and they can't get much going, and they they lose uh, usually to teams that they should beat. Um, so it's been up and down. Uh, they've gone on streaks of winning, and then they'll go on losing streaks, and it's been kind of that kind of season. But lately, it's been much more, I wouldn't say even, but I'd say they they haven't let losses stack up. So they instead of, you know, letting one loss linger into a next game, and then you lose that one, and then all of a sudden you've lost multiple games in a row, they've been good at stopping losing streaks lately and, and to boot they're just playing really good hockey right now and they're doing it consistently so you know when they're playing their game the way that they are they're really hard to beat um they're good enough to kind of dictate the game and have it work out in their favor right and with all the talent they have with the blue line being as great as it is uh with the goaltending being good it doesn't have to be great it's been good though um it's been you know a really good recipe as of late and i think they're just playing their game and enjoying it and we we're seeing that when there's that buy-in consistently uh this team can be among the best in the league so um absolutely it's been really good to see absolutely so now that the Road trip is almost over. They go to Col- or Colorado on Thursday, the day that this podcast will be going up. So we'll see how that goes. And then they come home, play the Panthers, and they go to Toronto for that <laughs> horrid um, Monday afternoon game in Toronto right uh, right before Christmas, which hasn't gone well for them in the past. I, I recall an 8-2 to loss uh, in the, I think, two seasons ago when they went up there. Darling was in that. And they got absolutely destroyed. Jeff Skinner scored <laughs> maybe tw- two, both of the goals. I don't remember. But, yeah, it was bad. So, next three, before we record another podcast next week, thoughts on the Avs, the Cats, and the Leafs? Um, hmm. this, is, this is a tough stretch of games. But I think, you know, same could be said about the, uh, the yeah. road trip. I mean, Winnipeg's no pushover. Edmonton's been better this year. Uh, and Calgary's kind of been middle of the pack, but Vancouver's rebounded as well. Um, I think Colorado's going to be a tough game, but yeah. I think they're going to win that. I think they're going to win wow. that. Wow. Um, and I think they're going to actually lose to the Panthers in regulation. So I'm going to have that one and one. Okay. And then I'm going to say an overtime or shootout win over Toronto. So I'll say two and one. I think they definitely drop a game here for sure. Uh, maybe more call, <laughs> maybe more Colorado than the other two, but um, yeah, I think they go two, two and one here. Yeah, I think they'll get at least three points, uh, which would be good. Um, Colorado's tough. Um, Colorado's extremely, extremely talented, uh, very good. Uh, they're a similar team to the Hurricanes. Man, they can score a lot of goals. Uh, they have blue liners who can get up in the play and do all that kind of stuff. 
Uh, I think it's going to be a really fun matchup because I think they're very similar in 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 what they what they are. Uh, and they're both really good teams, mm-hmm. so that'll be interesting to watch. It'll be a good like measuring stick kind of game for Carolina. Yeah, against a really really strong team who's really you know they're going to be a high seed at the end of the year and they're going to be a cup contender. Um, so that, that's a, that's a, that'll be interesting. Then the Panthers, the Hurricanes beat the Panthers in Florida um, earlier this year. Did they play Florida again at home at any time recently? Or was it just that one game? Uh, yes, they played sometime in November, I believe. Well, that wasn't Star Wars night, was it? Uh, yeah, they played, uh, it was on the 23rd. They won 4-2. to two. Okay, yeah. Um, of so November, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I thought they played. I, I wasn't totally sure, though. But, yeah, so they're 2-0 against them this season. Florida will want some answer in their game uh, to come back and right the ship against the Hurricanes. But we'll, we'll see how that one goes. It's, it's a home game. It's, it's very winnable. Home uh, Saturday game should be a good time. And then the trip to Toronto, like I said, it's been rough in the past uh, going up to Toronto. I think they'll get at least three points. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they win two of the four or two of the three and get to four points. Uh, of course, that'd be ideal. Obviously, you want to win all of them, but uh, it doesn't always happen that way. So, yeah. Speaking of winning, a uh, big trade went down in the NHL over the past week, Justin. Yes. Um, and we're celebrating the Hall it days uh, together here on the Cross Country <laughs> Podcast. Um, <laughs> you didn't need to laugh, but I appreciate you laughing. Sorry. Sorry. It was a pity laugh. It's a very insincere laugh. I knew that. Um, so yeah, Taylor Hall gets traded from the Devils to the Coyotes. Um, has anyone made a Hall and Yotes joke yet? Uh, just the entire internet. Just the my entire God, internet. Dude. Literally everyone made that joke. Yeah. It was all Come over on. my time. And I was like, wow. Cringe. That's so funny. <laughs> it's funnier yeah. every time. Up to the 7,000th time it's on my timeline. And at that point, I'm like, eh, it's probably not funny anymore. But then yeah. the 9,000th time, I'm like, okay, it's starting to get funny again. So Hall is in Arizona. The trade was for – it was not one for one. It it's was not for one. It, no. was, it was five for one. Taylor Hall. It was Taylor Hall and Blake Spears. Five for two. In exchange, yes. for a, exchange for a 2020 first-round draft pick. A conditional third-rounder, which we'll talk about. And then prospects Nate Schnarr. Nick Merkley and Kevin Ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, only prospect I know from there is Nick Merkley. Kevin um, Ball is answer. a defenseman who is very tall, therefore people think of him highly. Ah, <laughs> the classic uh, height thing. Yeah, yeah. I remember when we thought high Jeremy Welsh because he was a tall guy. Remember? I uh, no. I don't know <laughs> if I thought that way, but um, I Jim Rutherford did. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. Um, surprising, I think the it's like a small ad, but I'm surprised that Blake Spears went the other way as well. Probably just to fill roster spots, but um, he hasn't been great. I think he had like only a few points in like a few games in the AHL this year. But um, yeah, just kind of surprised by that one. Um, but I think the the 
definitely most interesting part is that conditional third round draft pick and what it can essentially turn into for the Devils. Um, I, have you seen the conditions on it? It's it's wild. It's uh, <laughs> it is pretty it's wild. funny. It it's, is pretty wild. Uh, yeah, it's uh, what is it if if both if, if Hall resigns in Arizona and they win a playoff series and they get a first round pick in 2021 correct yep but yep, if they, that is correct but but if they don't or is it if it's one but not the other it's a second and if neither happens they get a third um i think it's very convoluted yeah yeah it really is um i think it if they win around okay here it is here um if Hall resigns or Coyotes win a round, or so that's or, yeah, or. Coyotes win a round, it becomes a second. If oh, both happen, right. it becomes a first. Yeah. So if neither happens, I the think, third, yeah. I think. What do you think the chances of that at least turning into a second are? They might win a round, right? They could no? win a round. They could win a round. Uh, I don't know if Hall's going to resign there. That's. Something first else. in the Pacific right now, and now they just added a. Yeah, good, but I mean, good, he good can hit free player. agency and he can go wherever he wants, and he's gonna have a big old market. Um, that's tough. I, I, I could see. I mean, if if he plays yeah, well, think, and he has a great finish yeah. to the year, and you know the Coyotes he, fans and all of them yeah. gravitate to him, I could see him staying around. I mean, that, that's definitely not with outside the realm of possibility. But, you know, yeah, it's been um, rumored that he really wants to test free agency, though. So maybe he'll go to free agency, but he'll come back. Who knows? I, I don't think you can blame him. Um, I mean, he's not a point-per-game buddy. I mean, he's, well, he was 25, 25 points in 30, 30 games yeah. before he was traded. Yeah. Um, Won the so I think if ago. he continues at that pace and gets, like, 60, 70 maybe, um, his price tag goes up. But if I, I had to write an article on this um, about my thoughts of if the Kane should have done it. And, I mean, looking outside of two very outstanding years, the MVP year, and then there was another year in which he had 83, he's he hasn't really torn it up. Like, he's been a 50-ish point guy. And I don't know if that's going to – if that's going to justify the price tag he's going to get – because it's gonna be big, he you know. He's gonna history. probably, look for, yeah. He's probably gonna look for nine or ten, I'd say, right? Um, but yeah. So overall, he averages point nine points per game in his entire career. But yeah, he's averaged around fifty points in his like seven other seasons. So mm-hmm. I don't know. He's at six million now. You gotta think that at least goes to eight, if not more. And I just yeah. I don't know, I, I don't know. He, if he has, have some good young talent there out there though. So. If he if he goes off with that Arizona team and Arizona is a good team, but they need more offense, and yeah. he can bring that and he can kind of break them through and take help take them to the next level. That's good. That's going to really drive up his price. So yeah, you know I could I could see yeah and, see it going either way. And, I think, you know, like the fan base thing aspect is always going to be like people are like, oh, does Arizona have fans? But, I, you know, I listen to a few podcasts where players talked about how, how, how fun it was to play in Arizona or like, you know, at least go through the town because like you spend this, basically year round, you could 
yeah, man. play a round of golf it's and like then Vegas. go to the rink. Yeah, so it's I, I don't think we should totally discount the fact that Taylor Hall could re-sign there. Um, but I think they might have to do some convincing in terms of, you know, how they finish this season. I think obviously he wants to be a playoff guy. I think he's only done that once in his career. So, um, any team With that probably competes in, uh, consistently in that heart trophy year. Yeah. So, them in. um, so yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting and he's going to play on a line with Christian Dvorak and Phil Kessel. So that's going to be Hall and Kessel on the same line. That yeah. could be fun. Great shots. Kessel great, hasn't been great, great this year, but maybe this is what yeah. turns him around. Yeah. And honestly, if I'm yeah. Taylor Hall, um, I'm staying in Arizona just so I can wear that Kachina jersey. Uh, yes. Oh, my God. It's beautiful. That jersey's the best. It's the best. Yeah, so it's, best. it's so good. And, you know, they have a, Arizona has a new owner, and he seems willing to put a lot of money into the into the on ice aspect like dundon he's similar to dundon guy comes in he's willing to spend the money if he's willing to spend the money on hall then they should have a pretty good chance of keeping him and if they're serious about you know building a, a team that can be really really good so they, they have a bunch of young pieces that are good their goaltending is phenomenal and they added a really good player just now yeah so um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how they finish. I mean, again, they're top of the top of the Pacific. I I think we both made the prediction that they were going to make the playoffs, right? I think we both agreed. To, no, I think I did, but I you were on the I fence did. about whether to put them yeah. in a wild card spot or Vancouver in a wild yes, card that spot. Was it. I think you went Vancouver. I, I mean, Vancouver. not that far off because I mean Vancouver's still all right. They still yeah, chance. but the but yours is yours is going to actually come to fruition. I think. I don't think Vancouver's going to make it. Um, you never know, man. It's not looking good. They're turning the yeah. wrong way. They've lost three in a row after beating Carolina. Uh, they're like, uh, they're they're about six points. Uh, no, uh, four points out of the playoffs. So I mean, it's not. Yeah. They, they can. Yeah, they have a positive goal difference. It's possible. Yeah. Um, the fact that Calgary has a negative twelve goal differential and they still have forty points is insane. Unreal. Unreal. Yeah. Um. San Jose, negative 27 goal differential. Are you kidding me? What the me? hell happened there? <laughs> They're bad, man. They're yeah, bad. I mean, Joe Thornton I punched they, Peter Mrazek, and it didn't do anything to help their season. Nope. Nope. Um, so I guess, like, the, the competing San Jose teams, is that over with? I think San Jose is, is being what I expected Pittsburgh to be this year, but they still haven't fallen off that cliff that I thought they would have by now so yeah suddenly their defense they got to man come on they have to it's either this season or it's next season you're trying to happen it's like tom brady like it's it has to happen and they're tom brady's giving you or not you but people who doubt him he's giving you a lot of ammunition this year yeah (laughs) yeah by by not getting selected to the pro bowl for the first time and like it's 2008, which I believe was the year that he season. got hurt. That he tore his, yeah. messed up his knee real bad, and yeah. missed like the that entire year. In Matt Castle, defense, defense, is defense good. might be the greatest of like all time, but like that offense is not good. So yeah, defense know. is probably the best defense Braves ever had. And they have some tough AFC opponents to face. Hey, man, um, the, but hey, man, you know they. Uh, at least they're in the East still, and uh, yeah. Well, the Bills, Bills are, are good. even better. Bills are good. Bills are good. Um, 
Moving on to our final topic. But wait, no. Um, I also want to oh. hear what you think about uh, Eli Manning. Well, um, I mean, it was it was a perfect ending, I think. Out. It was the most Eli Man- Manning ending. Like, it wasn't perfect. He threw some picks. But he got the job done. I mean, he still put up, like, 300 yards, so it was still good. And he moved his record back to, like, perfect 500. Um it might be a hot take for some. I don't know if he, I mean, obviously, I wish for him to be first ballot. He's going to get into the Hall of Fame, I think. There's no doubt in my mind. He's top seven in passing yards and passing TDs. He's two-time Super Bowl winner and two-time Super Bowl MVP. If Troy Aikman's in the Hall of Fame, Eli Manning is in the Hall of Fame. I'm sorry. That's as simple as that. So, um, I know, you know, it was a down part of his career the past few years but like it's a terrible offensive line in front of him he had eric flowers playing in front of him let's get that straight all right started with that second he didn't have saquon barkley until last year he always i mean sorry wayne gallman was the start of the year before and i mean what orland starkwa okay cool <laughs> I mean, he had some bradshaw and like brandon jennings years I mean, yeah, so, like, he never really had a running game. So, I think he did with what he could, and he put the Giants in competitive seasons more often than not. I mean, yeah, they missed the playoffs a few times, but when he was there, he did it, he made his mark, and he brought down the greatest Patriots team of all time. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, You know, I, I love it. I, you know, I think it was a good way for him to go out. Um you know, I just still very undecided about Daniel Jones. Like, he's well, shown flashes. He's shown flashes, but it's just like, is he it? I don't know. I don't know. You guys are having an issue with your quarterbacks. You're on your third one now. Well, oh Will getting the start. Kyle Allen is is kaput. He's no more. He was ranked like heading into last year, like the preseason rankings. He was first round, like guaranteed, he and then he, he looked awful. Off. He was terrible in preseason. Uh, so yeah. interesting to see how he does. Um, what I what I thought was very fitting about Eli Manning, his final game was a win, and he will finish as a New York Giant yep. as five hundred exactly. Um, let's pump some SB Nation content. Uh, they uh, wrote an article today. Uh, about Will Greer is starting for the Panthers and the timing couldn't be worse. And they go on to say, and I quote, um, this is all par for the course for Carolina, a team with perpetual timing problems. No team is blessed with an ability to see the future, but at least smart teams set themselves up to have as much information as possible. Instead, the Panthers routinely take the approach of sticking their head in the sand, plugging their ears, and hoping everything works out. Does that sound like your Panthers? Yeah. <laughs> and he said, and that's that. <laughs> um, I, won't, yeah. I won't fight you on that. I, I have no Interesting fight. little piece I read. Um, speaking of uh, other sports in the Queen City, uh, Charlotte getting an MLS team. Mm-hmm. little... People a little divided on whether that should have went to Raleigh or not, yeah. but uh, you, you got, got the money. Bit. Yeah, but you know Tepper's got the money, so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's his. <laughs> so, yeah. um, hey, Dundon has money too, man. Yeah, I, imagine Dundon in a soccer format. He could just show up in his hat and uh, zip up because that's his 
at his uh his <laughs> his outfit every time. Yeah, I'd like for him to own an MLS team so you can see sick. him uh being very intrusive with soccer as well. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. It'd be great. <laughs> he just like he's just like I don't like the way we're running things here. <laughs> like oh my yeah. god. It'd be great. Um all right. So the final little off topic we have uh for this week. Obviously a big week for the Star Wars franchise. Uh Brett, are you going to see The Rise of Skywalker? Of course. Um I'm a massive Star Wars fan. I think we talked mm-hmm. about it a few times on the podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. Obsessed with Star Wars. Uh, have since I was a young, young, young person. And Empire Strikes Back is probably my favorite. Is is my favorite Star Wars movie. It's up there with Shawshank Redemption as my favorite movie of all time. So there you have that. Um, countless times have I watched all the Star Wars movies, the TV shows, uh I've wasted a lot of my life on this. And here we are. Uh, the conclusion of the Skywalker saga. Uh, the initial reviews of the movie are very mixed. And you know what? Uh, I'm ready to get hurt again. Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. Like it, I The Force Awakens was like beautiful. Like, yep. Um, was it a retro of A New Hope? Yes, of course it was. Um but I thought it was really well done um, and it felt like Star Wars and it was nice to just be back in that universe uh, I really enjoyed it um, if, if more for emotional reasons than uh, like actual film reasons but I thought it was I thought it was a good movie uh, I really enjoyed it Last Jedi so a very controversial movie literally everyone has an opinion on it and it's usually different uh, I didn't like it so there's that. Uh, I liked some parts of it. Didn't like it. Didn't like the sum of the parts for that movie. Uh, had good number of, of issues there. Uh, and now I'm nervous about episode nine because it's the last. It's the last in the story of the Skywalker lineage. So they say in a few years they'll make some show or something about a Skywalker somewhere um, because they'll make money off of it. And, um, yeah. Yeah. So it's uh, Palpatine's back apparently, in some form or fashion. Some form or fashion. Yeah. Um, I just, for me, yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. Big. I thought Force Awakens is great. It's a good start to like, you know. Okay. Yeah, we had to make more. We couldn't just leave it where it was. But, yeah. um, you know, I think they did a great job of folding in the old characters and bringing on new. Characters that had interesting, you know, aspects, Finn, Poe, and, and Rey. Um, and then Last Jedi. I like Kylo Ren. You know what? I just... Adam Driver is a fantastic actor, but not as Kylo Ren. Really? I like Kylo yeah. Ren. Yeah. I, have you heard about that Marriage Story movie? Oh, my God. <laughs> Bad. No, is that a, is that a good? Oh my bad or oh my god? I haven't seen it, but there are a lot of people making fun of it. Uh, making, some I mean, yeah, everybody makes memes out of everything, but um, yeah, he he's a very good actor, I think. Yeah, I'm driving is a good actor. Yeah. I just don't know if he sells Kylo as much as he could. I like the 
the thought of Kylo, like, you know, hey, he's trying to be, like, Darth Vader so bad. Like, he's wearing a mask that he doesn't even need. And, like, you know, just he's kind of angsty, like like a young Hayden Christensen when in Revenge of the Sith, you know, kind of has, like, anger in him. But I don't know. Um, and it's just, they took so many weird directions in The Last Jedi, or that I, I'm just not excited. Like, I'm just going... <laughs> I feel like this is, I'm just going, like, as an obligation. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, Star Wars comes out. And if it did, like, it's just like, all right, let's see what this does. Yeah. Can it can it make up for how bad it made things? Or can it make things even worse? So I, I think like, I think that's... Yeah, like, all it, I'm expecting out of this, all I want it to do, um, I want it to be a satisfying conclusion to this trilogy. And yeah the story of the skywalkers as a whole that's what i'm hoping for um then we can move on to something new in a few years when the next movies are gonna come out and hopefully a new time setting i would love for them to go back to the old republic um oh i would love that i would love, I'd that, love so that much like thousands of years earlier i know this is like a really hot hot take too outside of the old republic i'd either want Oh, this one. This one's not as much as a hot take. Uh, a Darth Maul solo like film or something like during his time. That would be kind of sick. Like follow a Sith for once. I think that would be kind of cool. Yeah. I don't know if Disney would go that way, but or um, like if they if they do go back and they do the um, uh, the the old Republic stuff. I mean, you're gonna create more content for yourself whether that's through the movies if they continue doing solo movies which they they said that they're not going to for a while at least so we'll see if that ever comes back but if not that i feel like the tv format is a really good avenue for them to do that kind of stuff like they're doing with the mandalorian and they're going to do with obi-wan um so i i really like the disney plus model for star wars i think it plays out really well on tv absolutely um so the other hot take, and I know this, I, I don't, Ewan McGregor's already kind of agreed to this, uh, to an Obi-Wan standalone series, but, like, if they could somehow, like, highlight the Clone Wars more, and, like, all the things that, because, you know, they have the great animated series, the, yeah, Clone, the Clone Wars. Wars or whatever, so if they could do something with, like, that, maybe even bring Hayden Christensen back, I'm de- I would be down for that. I, I don't know. I don't know. But I know yeah. some people, like... You know, Hayden Christian is kind of controversial, but I thought he did fine. Hayden Christian is fine. Um, Daniel Day-Lewis couldn't have made that character worth a damn. So yeah. let's be <laughs> real. That was garbage. That was garbage dialogue. Uh, a lot of that was trash. And Hayden Christensen couldn't do anything with it. I like Hayden Christensen. I think he's a good actor. Um, but yeah, he got railroaded with that script. <laughs> and Yeah, no, because like George Lucas admitted that he couldn't write script. Yeah. And at the time, like a, I, one of the, one of the like reviews I read was like, it, Christensen was young, even McGregor had only done a few move like a few movies. Now he's you know obviously bigger, but like at the time, like yeah. So it's not like it's it was more the actor listening to this legendary director than the actor saying, oh well, what if we kind of phrased it this way? So, and I, I totally wholeheartedly agree with that. I think that was the case. Mm-hmm. Where like, what is Hayden Christensen supposed to do? Hey, George Lucas, this line, corny. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, 
if if it's Samuel L. Jackson or something in that case, like he's like, yeah, all right, I'll say it this way, and you'll like it. Yeah. So. But even Samuel L. Jackson in those movies, he was so miscast. What was he doing there? As the wise, peaceful. What is Mace Windu? I was Mace fine with that. He, yeah, I mean, he would have been cool as like a badass Jedi, but he didn't do anything yeah. badass ever. He was just kind of like sitting there and talking about yeah, the master Lord, yeah. telling yeah. Anakin he can't, he can't be Lord, <laughs> he can't be a Jedi master, but he can be on the council and all that shit. So, uh, who would be the most powerful Jedi on this Carolina Hurricanes team? Go, powerful Jedi. Well, yeah. man. That's a good question. I think the wise one would be Tavo Teravainen. He would be Master Yoda because he kind of is low key but super powerful. Uh, chosen one, Anakin Skywalker, but maybe turns to the dark side. Andre Sveshnikov. There you go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with Peter Mrazek. Here's why. He has the dark side in him, man. He Uh-oh. gets angry. He Uh-oh. lets his anger overcome yeah, him all right all right and you know at any moment you know he could pop off you know he could he could blow a <laughs> gasket and feed into the dark side energy and become powerful yeah and absolutely at a great cost interesting um is that a podcast it, it is a podcast it probably should have been a podcast like 20 minutes ago but it's still yeah. a podcast um follow us on canes uh, canescountry.com uh you can always read our stuff there at Kane's Country on Twitter and like Kane's Country on Facebook and Kane's Country Picks P-I-X on Instagram. You can follow Brett at Brett underscore finger and me at Lanky Lape. With that, this might be the last podcast of 2019 actually for us because when you put it like that, that's interesting. Yeah. Wow. Man. 2020. Our next podcast may be in 2020. Are you are you kidding me? Wow. I'm not I, I'm not kidding. Oh. I, um, it'll be exciting. Another good year yeah. with the Canes Country and a podcast. Lot to talk so be, too. Wow. Your, enjoy your holiday season. Enjoy the remaining year 2019. This goes to you, Justin. This goes to all the listeners. Uh, please uh, subscribe to the Canes Country Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Wherever you listen to your podcast, you can listen to the Canes Country Podcast. Please leave reviews and rate the, the podcast. That helps us out tremendously. Uh, we'd really appreciate that and I think that's it so thank you for joining us through all of 2019 Uh, we're very excited for 2020 and more Hurricane Talkie so we'll talk to you then and bye bye